Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. How old were you when you got your first car? I drove like a hand-me-down from my parents, I think, when I was 16. This is KQED science reporter Lawrence Summer. It was super old Volvo. Did you like it? I, don't, I wouldn't say it was a cool car, but you're 16 years old. I mean, like any car is exciting at that point. And now Lauren Summer is cool. What kind of car do you drive now? I drive a plug-in electric car. A Prius Prime, to be exact. Lauren's the kind of Bay Area driver the rest of the state needs in order to meet some really ambitious environment goals. As San Francisco hosts an international climate summit this week, we're going to take a look at the main problem here in the state, cars, and how some in the Bay Area are leaning electric. I'm Devin Kadayama. Welcome to the Bay. How important are electric cars to the goals that California has to cut greenhouse gas emissions? It's huge. Lauren Summer covers science, but she's also a Bay Area commuter. So she knows a thing or two about how cars affect the environment. Transportation is our top source of greenhouse gas emissions. It's on the rise. We're not cutting it like we are in some of the other sectors, like, you know, where our electricity comes from. But Californians love their cars. Our entire state was built around the car and highways and freeways, you know, and for better or for worse, we're locked into this car culture. For the automobile has brought with it, in less than a lifetime, a new way of life, a new standard of living, a standard of living matched by no other nation in the world. Do you judge people who don't have electric cars? No. What do you think about... Okay, so I have... <laughs> <laughs> I like so I have a I have a truck. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> let's ask you, Devin. Why do you have a truck? So, uh, good question. It I bought it a long time ago, so I've had it for more than ten years. And at the time, I was driving around the United States and sleeping in it for a trip. When I got to my destination, I could have gotten rid of it, but I didn't. So I've had it ever since. Do you haul lumber or sheep in it? <laughs> um, damn, I wish I could say yes, but no, no, I don't haul anything in it. And to be honest, I have no use for it. It's, it takes up a lot of money for gas, and it's hard to park. So what happened to you is actually really common. A lot of people buy cars for reasons that actually don't fit their lifestyles. So Dave here is taking the family up to the lake for the weekend, but without the white knuckles this time. I mean, look at truck ads, right? What do you see in them? I see freedom. I see glory. Guts, glory, ram. I see driving over mountains and smashing rocks. Push beyond the possible. 
power, masculinity. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the things that I think I embody. Exactly. <laughs> Time to punch work in the face. This is the next level. This is the all-new Ford Super Duty. We see that over and over, and that's kind of the image that people want, right, when you buy a truck. So let's talk about electric cars, because I feel like the perception of electric cars, like, for example, the Prius, there's that bumper sticker that says, like, something like, cool Prius said no one ever or something like that. (laughs) And so there's this perception of the Prius or electric cars being what? Dorky. Dorky. A little bit. The Nissan Leaf, when it first came out, was very noticeable. Now electric cars, I mean, certainly Teslas look very sleek, But the cars they're starting to come out with from the major automakers are kind of just look like normal commuter cars. And now they're starting to come out with electric or plug-in SUVs. But still, that image is kind of really pervasive for us. Um, And a lot of people have kind of suggested that's what's going to be this big hurdle for most people buying an electric car is that they don't really think it's for them or they don't know that much about it or it just doesn't seem to fit this image of what they want. And one interesting thing is, like, have you ever seen a TV ad for an electric car? No. Exactly. The the big automakers have spent virtually nothing on advertising for electric cars. From your point of view, how does the Bay Area do with electric cars? Do we have a lot of them on the road? Yeah. I mean, anybody who drives around here knows, right? You see Teslas everywhere. Um, you know, there's some cities on the peninsula. I mean, Palo Alto in particular, almost a third of all new car sales in Palo Alto were electric. That's huge. Because when we look across the whole state, it's about 6%. I think the Bay Area has proven it to a lot of people that electric cars can take off. But really, it's the rest of the state and the rest of the country where the challenge is. What, what needs to happen for the behaviors to actually change? So the state is doing everything they can policy-wise to try to make this happen. I mean, the more immediate goal is to have 5 million electric cars on the road in California by 2030. To meet these ambitious goals, we'll need 5 million zero-emission vehicles on the road by 2030. And we're going to get there. Believe me, we only have 350,000 a day, so we all got a lot of work. That's that's a huge jump in a very short period of time. So they're trying to incentivize people. There's these tax credits and rebates, $10,000 off the sticker price for some cars. Um, The carpool stickers are huge, right? Everyone hates sitting in traffic. But the state has done some research, and they're starting to realize that to really influence behavior, you kind of have to tap into people's social networks a little bit. Um, And so the idea is to just get people seeing them and talking about them. People love to talk about the iPhone as an example, right? The early adopters were the people that had to have that gadget. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, they really took off quickly as people started seeing their friends with them more and more. For people who want more electric cars on the roads, Other than hoping that people buy them, what do they want people to feel about the car? Because I feel like that's a big part of selling a car is is getting people, somebody to feel something about it. I mean, at this point, honestly, I'm feeling like guilt (laughs) because I have a truck and it's worthless. And it's like, that's the one thing I feel. I think it's fairly well established that guilt is not the best way to get people (laughs) to do things. I mean, that'd be a hell of a commercial, though. So what do you want me to feel after this conversation? I mean, how are you feeling about your truck now that we've talked about this? (laughs) 
I felt like I need to get rid of the truck, but I haven't felt necessarily like I need to get an electric car. Hmm. I think that's that's where I'm at. That's the hurdle that we have in California and that the state is trying to get us to overcome. Lauren Summer reports on science for KQED. Lauren mentioned that carpools are one of the major perks for driving electric cars. That's going to be changing on January 1st for more than 200,000 electric car drivers in the state. Those drivers who've been allowed to use the carpool lane as solo drivers will have to stop. The state changed the rules because there were too many cars in the carpool lane. While we're talking about climate and the environment, I want to tell you about a live show that I'm hosting next weekend, September 22nd. The Bay is teaming up with Snap Judgment for a night of storytelling all about the Northern California wildfires. The Fire Tape special is taking place at Fort Mason in San Francisco, and you are invited. Tickets are on sale right now. Check out the link in our episode notes, and I hope to see you there. The Bay is produced by Vinnie Tong and Erica Aguilar. Ryan Levy also produced for us this week. Our theme music is by Dowd Anthony. Senior editors are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Why is it so hard for us to switch to electric cars? It's so hard to switch to electric. I think you're cool. Can we end the show there? Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.